much. Um, do keep that passage open and uh, look up on the screen. There's going to be some things going on up there. Shall we pray as we begin? Dear Lord, we thank you for uh, Mark's gospel and for these accounts of Jesus' life. Lord, we pray you'd help us to listen as you speak to us through these words. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to begin um, with a little bit of a quiz. On the screen, you can see four people and four instructions. But those instructions have got mixed up, okay? So there is um, a passport lady, a lollipop man, a dentist, and Boris Johnson. And four different commands the passport lady needs to say. Max. She needs to say, passports, please. Well done. What about the lollipop man? What does he need to say? Lola. Stop your car. Well done. Stop your car. What about the dentist? Luke? <laughs> Open wide. And last of all, the Prime Minister said, stay at home. So, it's all about authority. All about authority. Those different people have got authority to tell you to do certain things. If they tell you to do something... You need to do it. Now, a true story from the Bible today is about authority. It's about Jesus' authority. It's about how he can say something and make something happen. It's about how God has given Jesus the authority to do a job. Now, we've already listened to the story, but I thought we might um, watch it as well. So we're going to watch a part of the story, the first part of the story now, the second part of the story a bit later on. So I want you, as you watch it, to imagine that you were there. Think about it. Think, what would it have felt like? What would I have seen? What would I have heard? Here we go. Jesus of Nazareth. I saw what you did to the leopard on the road this morning. My friend has been paralyzed since childhood. He has no hope but you. Please, do for him what you did for the leopard. That's a rope! Put it back, man! If you are willing, Rabbi, I know you can do this. You want it? Get out your tablet at least. Harry! Is he in danger? I don't know. No, I don't think so. He's got room in there? Yes. Can you believe we're really here for this? Yes. 
But whose authority do you teach? Answer me. If you are willing, Rabbi, you know you can't. Hey, I'm talking to you. By whom do you teach? Certainly not the authority of any rabbi from Nazareth. Where did you study? Your faith is beautiful. Son, take heart. Your sins are forgiven. Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God our own? Right. But I ask you, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven, or rise up and walk? It's easy to say anything, no? But to show you, and so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. I say to you, my son, rise. Pick up your bed and go home. Great. So, Jesus is probably in his friend Peter's house, and he's teaching the people. He's probably teaching them about God's kingdom. And so many people wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. There was no social distancing at all, was there? People were crammed in. No space inside, no space outside. Imagine if you'd been there. You'd been standing on tiptoe. You'd be pushing people out of the way. You'd be saying, shh, I'm trying to listen. And then suddenly you notice something. People were climbing up onto the roof of the house. You're thinking, what are they doing on the roof of the house? And uh, they're carrying someone, a paralyzed man. He can't walk. And you're thinking, goodness me, that's dangerous. What if they drop him as, he, as they walk down the stairs? And then you notice that they're, they're holding shovels and spades. And, and they start bashing away at the roof of the house. 
And the people inside the house are saying, that's my house, that's my roof, what are you doing? And now imagine that you're one of the people inside the house and you hear this sound from upstairs. As people are trying to bash a hole through the roof and then you see the dust start to fall down and this, these faces looking at you from above and then you see this man lowered down. You think, what's the matter with him? Why are they bringing him into the house? And all the time, Jesus stands there watching. And then he looks down at the man on the floor and he says one of the most amazing things you've ever heard. He says, son, your sins are forgiven. And there's total silence. All that noise has stopped. And Jesus turns around and he looks at some other people who've been watching all along, the religious VIPs. They've been listening to Jesus and it doesn't look like they like what they've heard you can see it on their faces. They're scowling at him. They're frowning at him. And then Jesus asks them a question. He says, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? You see, Jesus knows what the religious VIPs are thinking. He can see that they've got a question in their hearts. They know that only God can forgive sins. It's God's job to forgive sins. Now, sin is basically failure. Now, I like, um, quite like playing darts. And uh, every time I aim at the dartboards, I usually miss. I don't get exactly where I'm trying to get to every single time. Sin is like that. It basically means missing the target. We never do exactly what God wants us to do, we don't even want to do exactly God, what God wants us to do. That's what sin is. Sin is failure. We need to forgive other people. God needs to forgive us. That's the most important forgiveness of all. And the religious VIPs know that only God can forgive sin. And so they're angry with Jesus. He can't say those things, they think. He doesn't have the authority. But Jesus does. That's the first thing we're going to learn today. Jesus can forgive all our sin. Jesus can forgive all our sin. Do you remember what he said next? He said, I want you to know that the Son of Man, that's him, has authority on earth to forgive sins. Now, can you remember the lollipop man and the passport lady? Now, if the lollipop man says to you, passports, please, and the passport lady says, stop your car, do you need to do what they say? No, because they don't have the authority to tell you to do those things. But if the lollipop man says, stop your car, and the passport lady says, passports, please, do you need to do what they say? Yes, because they've got authority. It's a bit like that with Jesus. The religious VIPs, they don't think that Jesus has got authority to forgive sins. They think it's God's job and they're kind of right. But God has given his job to Jesus. He's given Jesus the authority to forgive sin. And he's given the, him the power to prove that he can do it. Look at what happens next. Jesus said to the man, I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. 
So the lollipop man has his lollipop stick. The customs official has her customs official badge. They both have signs to prove their authority. And Jesus has a sign to prove his authority too. He makes the paralyzed man stand up and walk. Jesus can forgive all our sin. I wonder if we believe that this morning. All the ways we don't do exactly what God wants us to do, all the ways we don't even want to do exactly what God wants us to do, do we believe that Jesus forgives all our sin? Whether you're young or old, whether you're familiar with Christian things or new to Christian things, we all fail, we all need to be forgiven. And so here's the question for us this morning from this lesson. Can Jesus see our faith? You notice in the story he saw the faith of of the friends on the roof and he saw the faith of the man. That's all they needed to do to get forgiveness. It's all we need to do as well. Have faith that Jesus can forgive all our sin because God has given him the authority to do that. Well, what will, we, what will happen if we understand those things? So we're going to find out in the second part of the story. And we're going to watch another short little video uh, now. We live in the same world, Matthew. Next. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy's done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going, guys? Let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. Yes. you either but this is different i'm not a tax collector get used to different i'm glad we passed by your booth today matthew yes shall we we have a celebration to prepare for you will regret this matthew what's the tablet for i grabbed it without thinking can put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. 
that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. Great. So Matthew was a tax collector. We recently had to pay some tax. No one likes paying tax, do they? Matthew was a tax collector. In our Bible story, he's called Levi, um, but he's the same person as the person in the film. In those days, sometimes people had two names. Levi collected taxes for the Romans, and people hated the Romans. You can see the Roman guard outside Levi's tax booth there. And so they hated Matthew even more. He was a Jewish person who collected taxes for the Romans. And then one day, something very strange happened to Levi. Jesus was walking past his tax booth, and he stopped, and he looked at him. Now, usually, every time people looked at Matthew, they looked at him with hatred in their eyes. They scowled at him, and they, they glowered at him. But Jesus didn't look like that at Matthew at all, to Levi. It almost looked as if Jesus loved him. Surely that couldn't be right. No one loved Levi. But then Jesus said something to him. He said, Levi, son of Alphaeus, follow me. Now this couldn't make sense, did it? Levi's got money. He's got a good job. The Romans look after him. Why would he want to follow Jesus? Jesus doesn't have any money. Jesus can't give him a job. But that is just what happened. Levi got up and followed him. And do you know the first place that Levi went with Jesus? He went back to his own house for dinner, for a dinner party. Now, Levi probably didn't have many friends. But he did have an excuse for a party. Jesus wanted to follow him. Jesus wanted him to follow him. And as soon as people found out about that, they all wanted to go to Levi's party. Lots of other sinners, lots of other tax collectors, the sort of people no one else wanted to be friends with. But guess who else was at the party? Well, our Bible story tells us that the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, were also there, and they saw these people eating with Jesus. And if you've got your Bible open, you can see what they thought in verse 16. They asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, if you've got your Bible open, look back at verse 7. If you see at verse 7 of the chapter, it says, why does he talk like that? They said, why does he say that? Why does he do that? You see, they're supposed to be the religious experts, but they just don't understand Jesus at all. Why does he say that? Why does he do that? They haven't got a clue about Jesus why is Jesus having dinner with bad people? Now, if you go to a party, you want to go to a party with people you like. But Jesus organized a party for people no one else liked. And the VIPs thought it was actually even worse than that. They thought that God didn't like these people. Why is Jesus hanging out with them? Well, that's our second lesson today. Jesus calls all sorts of sinners to follow him. Jesus calls all sorts of sinners to follow him. You see verse 17, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now here are some ill people. 
What sort of help do you think that they need? What about the, the baby chasing the chicken? There's a clue there. What, do you, what sort of help do you think that person needs, Max? It's got chicken pox. Brilliant. What about the person up there? Yeah. Broken his arm and his leg. What about this person here, Luke? Or concussion or a headache or sick or something. Maybe he's sick, green in the face. This person, yeah, right. It's a headache. Maybe they need some paracetamol or something like that. But sometimes if you go to the doctor, people don't look ill. Have you ever had that experience? You go to the doctor's surgery, you sit there, you look around, you think, why are these people at the doctor's? They don't look ill. You see, you don't... Sometimes on the outside you look healthy, but on the inside you're sick. Jesus said that he came for people who were like that. Not people who... So he came for people who know that they're sick on the inside. For people who own up to the problem of sin. Jesus says, I've come for people like that. Jesus calls all sorts of sinners to follow him. So remember my dartboard? Sometimes I get quite close to the target. Sometimes I'm miles away from the target. Sometimes I even hit the wall. Sometimes we get quite close to God's target. Sometimes we miss in one particular area, but we're quite good in another area. doesn't matter. We still miss. We're all different. We're all sinners. We look different on the outside, but on the inside we're all the same. We're sick with sin, and we need the sin doctor. That's who Jesus came to be. Jesus calls all sorts of sinners to follow him. So here's a question. Are we following Jesus? Levi got up and followed Jesus. What about us? Are we following Jesus? Do you know, if we are, the great news is Jesus will never turn his back on us. Jesus hung out with Levi, his tax collector, and his sinner friends. Those religious VIPs didn't think those people were good enough for God. But you know what Jesus said to them? He says, you're not good enough. But it doesn't matter, because I came to forgive all your sin. And that is why he has a party with them. And this little party in Levi's house, I think, is a tiny little picture of what heaven is like. A party full of forgiven sinners, spending forever and ever with God, forgiven by Jesus. Well, this morning we thought about Jesus' authority. We saw that God gave Jesus a job to do. Jesus can say something and make it happen. We learned two lessons about Jesus and we've asked two questions about ourselves. Jesus can forgive all our sin, so can Jesus see our faith? Jesus calls all sorts of sinners to follow him, so are we following Jesus? Should we bow our heads and ask God to help us understand these things and to love what we've learned too? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you can forgive all our sin. Thank you that you call all sorts of sinners to follow you. Please help us to have faith and please help us to follow you. For we ask in your name. Amen.